Hello, and welcome to WorldScreen's Fast Festival. I'm Anna Carugati, Editor-at-Large at WorldScreen. Today, I have the pleasure of speaking with Olivier Jolet, the Executive Vice President and International General Manager of Pluto TV. Thank you, Olivier, for joining me. Hi, Anna. It's a pleasure to uh, participate to, the, uh, to this uh, conference. Thank you. So correct me if I'm wrong, but I believe Pluto TV first launched in 2014? That is correct. It's actually nine years ago. Uh, we launched Pluto TV uh, actually on April Fool's Day 2014. Uh, and I think at that time, many people thought we were fools. Um, if you remember 2014, the, the conventional wisdom was that the, the whole TV business was moving towards the next view of the future only. Uh, probably the industry experts believe viewers will only watch content on demand and would no longer tolerate advertising and therefore ping subscription to remove the ads. And of course, SVOD has become extremely successful, but it's not the only game in town, I would say. Um, at Pluto, we took at a time in 2014 a different approach, believing that the well-created linear channels will be appealing as TV moves to the internet. Um, and I think there was three main principles which uh, drove us to build that to build Pluto TV. The first one was, you know, people are creatures of habits, and they don't want to spend 20 minutes, 30 minutes working to find a piece of on-demand content every time they want to be entertained. So in a way, Pluto was there to try to solve the products of products of choice. The second one is advertising um, has funded so much of the best TV content over the decades. So why should it completely go away? And the last one, free is a tremendously attractive price to viewers um, who will watch some ads in exchange of free content. Um, and fast forward to today, uh, Pluto TV is the largest um, fast service in the world. We are live in 35 markets and we are entertaining 80 million users. So I think I would probably never have thought that, the, that Pluto would create not only like an amazing business model, an amazing company, but also like a brand new segment in our streaming industry. Absolutely. Um, when you look to expand into a new territory, what factors and market conditions do you look for? Well, I, I think it's very important to think that every market is different and every market has its own specificities. Uh, and probably it's one of the, the strengths from the early beginning when we approached our first uh, international rollout, which was UK and then Germany, Swiss and Austria, is to think local as well. Um, the TV conception is quite local, more local than maybe the SVOD conception. So you need to make sure first that your content offering resonate well with the audience. And in every single market, when we go live, we are tailoring our market approach. We're not going with the same content, the same channels, the same marketing messages. We're trying obviously to apply a global strategy, but we are localized very heavily. And I would say there's four main criteria: Content, I quickly talk about, about that. Make sure the content is the right one. Not only dub, having the dub content, because a lot of regions don't uh, watch content in original version, but also have the right uh, local partnership uh, on the ground, working with the local broadcaster, the local producers. The second one is making sure we're launching in a market where the advertising market is big enough, the digital advertising market is big enough, 
A fast service like Pluto is 100% funded by advertising. Not every market is at the same development stage, so it is an important factor. The third one is marketing. How to address um, the the users? You know, um, the US is a different uh, scenario. There's a uh, TV is expensive. It's it's a pay TV market. We have in Europe, for example, more free TV market. So you need to adapt your messages uh, to the uh, to the audience. And the fourth one is partnership. Um, we uh, we uh, recently uh, launched in the Nordics in partnership with Viaplay and in Canada in partnership with Chorus, uh, showcasing how local player, a leading local players and an international player like Pluto TV uh, could join forces um, to really build uh, a leading free streaming destination in the market. What are you learning about how viewers are using Pluto TV? Well, I think what is quite exciting i would say is that when we first like when we first started evaluating uh our international rollout and it was like in 2017 18 we started to build a plan and think like look is fast only a u.s phenomenon or could it work globally um tom ryan our our the co-founder of pluto and the ceo of paramount streaming was from day one a believer that fast was not a u.s uh, uh, thing only and the reason for that is the products of choice or solving the products of choice is a problem that every single market do have. We have more and more content available for the end users, whether it's on the SVOD platform, on social and so on. So providing a more lean back experience, helping the users in a way making uh, their choice by curating the channel was something which uh, was kind of universal uh, formula. Uh, but obviously, what we didn't know is whether like, there would be a difference between a strong pay TV market where, obviously, in the U.S., we all know there is a cut-cutting movement, um, and Pluto is the best answer for people willing to cut the cords uh, and not pay any longer for uh, cable subscriptions. In If we take the European market, we have amazing content running for free in the UK, in France, in Germany, uh, with you know BBC, Channel 5, TF1, LTL, Prozeven, and so on. But what we saw quite quickly is that the KPIs, the, the engagement, the watch time per users was the same. People spent a lot of time, very long session duration, just leaning back, zapping, and going back maybe to the fundamental of television, enjoying zapping, and enjoying just leaning back and watching great content. In the US, Fast Channels and AVOD have great appeal to cord cutters, as you mentioned. What is the appeal in countries that continue to have robust free TV offerings? The interesting thing is the lean back experience, the easiness of use is a key, is a key uh, factor. We did a big market research recently uh, trying to understand across all the different uh, Fast services, what is the reason to use Fast? And that we did that in the US and we did that in the UK, in France, in Germany, in Spain with completely different market specificities. And what we see is that the reason for using fast services is quite similar. The ease of use, um, the content uh, 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 the content volume, the content uh, uh, bandwidth that you can have in, in that. And I think what is interesting is that at a time where the traditional TV uh, channels are going more mainstream, because of the way of monetizing, it's all, everything is rich-oriented, uh, FAST can go and serve specific audiences, even certain niche audiences, which are underserved by traditional television, 
but also underserved by the by the uh, uh, SVOD services. You know, I take an example. You know, we are very successful with Western, with anime content, with certain niche which probably don't have like a business model on TV. Uh, but the fact that this content is available, that certain channels are available like 24-7 for this audience is actually the great USP for them. And they will they may enter via that content and start discover all the rest that you have on the platform. The second topic is the curation. You know, we really bring like a huge expertise at Pluto. We, the biggest team at Pluto TV is really the channels editors. They're the one. Uh, I always call them the soul of our product because they're the one entertaining the users, surprising our users, um, and making sure that they are curating the channels for that specific audience, which is uh, on Pluto TV. Um, and that's, uh, you know, this mix of expertise in the content, but also data um, that is important. Um, and last but not least, uh, I would also say that, uh, and it's maybe less relevant for the TV market, but the people, the younger generation are watching less and less uh, traditional TV. They move to the internet. They are streaming more than they watch traditional TV. And um, a fast service like Pluto TV is able to reach this hard to uh, reach audience. Um, and I think that's, that makes uh, a pretty success uh, a formula for across all markets. Okay. Now, I imagine there are there is more than one way of making money, more than one revenue stream for Pluto. Could you give us an example of some of the models and give us an idea of the revenues that Pluto TV is delivering to its parent company, Paramount Global? We have actually one source of revenue, which is adver advertising revenue. That's the that's the model of Pluto TV. Um, and, you know, that's very important because we are entirely free for the end users. And that's that's a very important aspect. There is no uh, subscription to get rid of ads uh, or like a, a premium part in the service um, that makes the user proposition very simple and very uh, easy. Uh, and Pluto has been, uh, in terms of revenue, growing like crazy. Um, we are delivering more than a billion in ad revenues already for our parent companies. Um, uh, Paramount, and that's uh, I think a, a very bold number, and this number is growing very fast, uh, driven also by all the international market that we've been launching in the in the recent uh, in the recent years. Right. So digital advertising is quite sophisticated in the U.S., which I believe for the moment is the largest fast market. Uh, how is it in other countries around the world? And do you foresee development and growth in, in these markets in terms of uh, digital advertising? Yeah, I think we I mean, we all need to acknowledge that the U.S. market is way more advanced than most of the other territories, uh, whether you talk about Europe, Asia, uh, uh, Latam or Africa. So uh, the US is not only a very advanced ad market, it is the biggest ad market in the world um, and, and obviously a great market for fast. But what I've been seeing uh, since I have been running uh, Pluto TV in, in, in international is really that a lot of the market are catching up with the US um, you know the product, the programmatic uh, advertising adoption is is booming, um, and and we see probably I would say in the European market, like if I take the UK, GSA, France, um, Canada as well, those are markets which are probably two three years behind the US, but are, are catching at a very very uh, speedy pace, um, and I'm expecting obviously 
uh, those markets to be more or less at the same level quite quickly, or at least at the level where the US are today. Um, so it means a brilliant future for uh, digital advertising in those territories. Now, is Pluto TV also helping to promote Paramount Plus, which is another service in the Paramount Global family? Are there instances of shared episodes of shows or series? Is, is there any sort of uh, a, a cooperation? I think at Paramount, we see the streaming as an ecosystem. And, and not only like with streaming, we also have like a strong broadcast business. And I, I'm going to give some example about that. Uh, but obviously, what is interesting, if you have a look at the market research, you see that half of the revenues by 2027 from streaming, streaming revenue will come from advertising. So that means half will come from SVOD, half will come from advertising. We see, obviously, the SVOD services moving to advertising. Netflix uh, launched last year their ad-supported uh, tier, um, and, and I think that's 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 interesting move. So... To to, um, to to go back to the the paramount uh, uh, topic, so what we see is there is two markets, and obviously we have the chance to have our premium offering with obviously the most premium uh, um, franchise and IPs and original content under the paywall with Paramount Plus, and we have Pluto TV. Um, which is serving a different audience. And we're trying to connect the dot between the two platforms. So we did like a lot of uh, 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 pre-teasing of new episodes, like two episodes for free on Pluto TV and trying to funnel the users to Paramount Plus and vice versa, users who are churning from Paramount Plus are redirected into, uh, into uh, to Pluto TV. But I also want to bring the strength of Paramount is not only the streaming ecosystem, it's the fact that we are, uh, uh, producing content, we have iconic brands, Nickelodeon, MTV, uh, Telefe, Channel 5, CBS, and so on. And a great example of the synergies within the group is what we did in Latin America with Gran Emano, which is Big Brother. Uh, Big Brother is running on Telefe and is currently studied in Chile, on, in Chile on television or uh, free-to-air broadcast in Chile. But the 24-7 channel uh, with all the cameras where all the exciting stuff is, is happening, obviously, is exclusively available on Pluto TV, which help us to be, to be the most downloaded uh, application, both in Argentina when it was running in Argentina and right now in June in Chile. So it's a great example how we build synergies, we build different content proposition for different audiences across the different assets that we have within Paramount. And so do you... Um... The majority of the programming on Pluto TV, obviously it depends by the territory, is a library product, is that correct? And do you envision a time when you will be creating originals for Pluto TV? The majority of the content is library content, and I'm a strong defender of library content for a simple reason. Um, like on the SVOD services, it is all about originals. It is a, it is a rest after original, like I mean, I can't watch all this great content coming to, to us uh, on all this SVOD platform. That's great. But that opens like a, a door for the library content. Um, and I think we are um, we are obviously working with a lot of different licenses. We have more than 450, 450 different partners we work with globally, providing amazing library content 
either as a single IP channels, um, you know, we have a CSI channels, we have a, 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 a Star Trek channels. Those are like uh, interesting 24-7 binge-watching channels for the users, but also curating some of those library content into a Pluto movie channels, a Pluto uh, uh, action movie channels, or uh, a documentary channel. So I think there is really um, uh, an important uh, um, component, which is, um, library content and it's content that people love. It's people content that people are familiar with. Uh, it's I call that also easy watching content. Um, and 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 I think that there's a huge potential on that. When it comes to the original content, um, you know, all the channels, I would rather say the channels that we are creating are originals. Um, the way we create the channels, the way we program uh the content for our audience is unique. Um and we're not, we don't have any plan to, uh, uh, to commission content, but we've been working on getting exclusive content on the platform. A great example is what we did with Viaplay in Sweden, where we had the season 15 of Paradise Hotel completely exclusively uh, available on Pluto TV uh, and nowhere else. It was not running on TV, it was only available on Pluto TV. So it wasn't original content in a way, but something which is thanks to a partnership. It's not a content that we commission. Um, the example I mentioned about, uh, about uh, Gran Hermano in Chile and Argentina is another great example of content which is uh, unique and exclusive to the platform. And the way we work with licenses as well is certain content are non-exclusive and certain content is exclusive uh, to Pluto TV. Um, now, where the future is going, it's difficult to predict. Um, and I think in this business, which is moving so fast, it's difficult to say no all the time. Uh, but as of now, it's not part of our strategy. Right. Speaking of the future, what growth potential do you see for Pluto TV in the next 12, maybe 24 months? I'm, I'm always scared to go too far, right? Because things change so quickly. And can you announce any launches? Uh, are there geographic regions that you're looking at to expand in? So the, the the first thing is, you know, as you said, it's difficult to predict the future, but if we trust all the market studies, FAST is uh, about to really boom in all the, the key uh, markets. Um, and I think that that's a good news for Pluto, but also for all the actors in the uh, and players in this uh, ecosystem. Um, that's probably so the reason why we're doing a fast conference today. Uh, I think that that's that's a sign of uh, of a of a fast growing uh, business. So I predict obviously a huge boom uh, in terms of uh, revenue, but also in terms of adoption uh, from from the end user standpoint. Um, I think what is key, obviously, to be successful is making sure you have a strong distribution. Um, is make the product available everywhere. We've been launching recently, for example, on Virgin Media on Deutsche Telekom setup box because the setup box are important devices for uh, as a streaming device for end users. So making sure um, the the users can find Pluto TV where they where they usually use their streaming services. Um, and then in terms of expansion, we've been rolling out in uh, in a lot of market in the last four years. So uh, a lot of our strategy is scaling the existing market. We launched recently in Canada by in December 2022, but the next market we're going to be launching uh, is Australia. Uh, at least we're going to do our first uh, uh, debut in 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 the market with a different model, 
uh, its first uh, uh, step by launching a fa some fast channels on template or uh, or uh, or uh, uh, bbot service um, as the beginning of a of a bigger rollout. All right, Olivier, thank you so much for taking time to speak with me. I have to say. Like so many people out there, yes, of course, a new premium original show is wonderful, but there is something to be said about that lean back, just bring it on experience, right? <laughs> so thank you for providing that. Thank you so much for uh, for your time and uh, for the, the, great, uh, the great question. All right. I look forward to speaking to you again in the future. Thank you. Thank you. Take care. Bye-bye.